0: Mick Hancock. People remember Mick for his playing days with the Broncos and mm-hmm. in the Queensland State of Origin jersey and playing on the wing for Australia. And he, he regularly joins us at the Caxton Hotel. Yeah. He wanders down, to, down to see us when we're having an outside broadcast there. Great news last week. He has become the first ever person to be awarded dual life membership at the Brisbane Broncos. And he joins us now. Mick, good morning and congratulations.
1: Paul and Andrew, how are you boys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate, great night. Very uh, very memorable, very emotional. Um, but let me, everyone always says, how um, can you have two life memberships? Right? I'll put it straight so everyone understands. You get, um, as a player at the Broncos, you do 10 years and you become a life member. As a staff member, you've got to do 20 years and then you become a life member. That's how come I've got dual life memberships.
0: Well, wow, that's an incredible achievement and uh you know you've obviously had a lot of uh, highlights uh in your career i played for australia many times queensland but that sort of thing uh, at a club it, it must be really tough you does it
1: yeah it does it does it's so sort of like um you don't get you don't do the job for those accolades they are just part of the success or the the um you know, the things that happen along the way and look they're just when, when you, when you um, bring it into one night and you celebrate it, it's such a, a great night. Um, I was surprised um, with my mother. They um, mm. kept that all a big secret and she turned up and then I lost my... I lost it, started to bore my eyes out and then I thought, oh, I've got to get this together. I've got to do a speech. and So all very emotional um, and all the people that's been involved to... Because um, this doesn't help. Yeah, I, I do my job, but I can't do my job without a lot of other people and that's the current teams um, that have been involved in it, the coaches, uh, the coaching staff that come and help them do education, and then we've got all the admin staff at certain levels, the sponsorship, the marketing, um, the media. Um, so all these departments have got to play a place for all of us to do our job. As I said on the night, it's just not about the you know the football team that we see on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday night. That's just one part. So, But for that to be successful, we all got to take our place. So I've got to do my place, which then helps along the recruitment trail as we help with schools and education. So they all fit into one another to help and to obviously to see we see the finished product, which is the team on the field.
0: So, Mick, uh, you say that uh, as a staff member it's 20 years. Uh, how has that side of things evolved over the 20 years you've been there in terms of the size of the staff and what they do and where they go?
1: Yeah, well, I think when we first started as a team, it was uh, five, six staff. That's all up. That's including the coach, you know, the CEO. Um, and we had other guys that did part-time, like, you know, Tony Spencer, who's been around the game for a long, long, long time. He was only part-time because he was a plumber back in the day on his own business. And we had coppers that come in, Kenny Varr. They've been there for a long, long time. Now we're at 160-odd staff at the Broncos. So, yeah, it it certainly has evolved. I've seen um, every CEO come in and waved them out, and I've seen every coach come and every coach go. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of changes, um, some for the better, some for the worst, as you would would expect that, and we all make mistakes. um, But we've got to learn from that, and hopefully that doesn't happen again. But it will. It will. Um, You know, it's, it's inevitable. I think there's only, what, the one team on right that hasn't won a wooden spoon, and that's Manly. So that's a fantastic feat in itself. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. I'd have to go to Doug Middleton, the, the sports guy that knows everything, but that's what I've been told. So, so look, you know, it's a learning curve. Um, players, um, I was just talking to Clarky when I was on hold about, you know, this year's probably been the most... Um, when I looked at the trials, I'm none the wiser about who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. You I mean, so clubs are learning and evolving, sports science is a big thing with the the games now and how we've got to look after our players whether they're young, whether they're ageing so all these things that we've got to that have come to the fore and education and science and all these things to try to make our players better and then we look at our sponsorship and our marketing, all these different ideas that, that try to boost um, numbers to our games to boost members to boost sponsorship opportunities all these things have changed and evolved over a long period of time and you know was it 35 years or 36 years this year um, and we're, we're relatively young and we're still learning as we go along.
0: Mick just looking at, uh, at your age you're 53 so born in 1969 so you're only a teenager when the Broncos came into the competition yep. You've spent 30 years there, well over half your life. It's been a, a tremendous achievement from a young lad from Stanthorpe to to have a career in rugby
1: league. Yeah, it's very... Look, not a lot of people have that when they retire. Um, look, it's... Uh, I suppose to... Look, and everyone asks me, do you go and watch the games? I very rarely go to a game after work because um, I try to keep fresh. I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. And obviously the years show that. So what I need to do is get away from the game as quick as possible. A bit like you guys, you work in radio every week. You know, you don't come the weekend, you don't go to a radio seminar to go and do something. You I know, mean, you stay away from as much as you can. So when you come back Monday... You know, you're a bit nice and fresh. Yet we look at the scores and we know all that type of stuff. But I don't get entrenched in it. If that makes sense, you know, I love my, I love rugby league. My boys are now so passionate; they go to every game and we talk about it at home. You know, I mean, I still watch it at home, but I don't really go to uh, to the game unless I'm working uh, corporately or I've got a function on. I've got to host people. I'll do that. You know what I mean? So I try to distance a little bit from it to stay fresh with the game, you know what I mean? So, um, especially when you've been doing it for so, so long. But again, I'm still passionate and I'm going out to a Logan Lee High School today um, to do some education with some students. So we love what we do and we travel the countryside. Look, I've been lucky enough to go to South Africa, um, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Norfolk Island, you know, um, Fiji, been to every capital city in this country, Um, So, yeah, I've had, I'm pretty blessed. I mean, I got that opportunity when I played, but now I'm getting that opportunity as a, as a, as a staff member, um, as a coach, um, as a mentor with certain players and certain groups that we try to help and support. And our, our goal is to see them one day play in the NRL. Now, whether that's a Broncos jersey, that would be fantastic, but our job is to go out there and lay a platform so every boy and girl has an opportunity to to realise a dream, and now if that's the play in the NRLW or the play in the NRL. That's fantastic, and that's our reward. To see them five, six years down the track, Mick, I want to thank you for the help that you gave me all those years ago. I'm now playing this, or so I'm doing that. You know, and so that's our reward. Our reward is not the trophies. Our reward is each other because we love what we do. Um, we love each other. And we're very passionate about what we do. We spend a lot of time with each other. And if we didn't, um, a lot of us wouldn't be in that game. You know, we now wish David Stagg all the best. He worked with us, and now's over the Dolphins. And just because he's gone to the opposition doesn't mean that we've lost friendships. We're very passionate and. I've got to hit him up now because I want to go to the Dolphins' first ever game. So, <laughs> surely you get a media pass somewhere into? Oh, yeah, no, not really, no, no, no. But um, I mean that's a special occasion. You know, it's not. I'm not going there because of you know. I'm, I'm a I'm a fan of the game. You know what I mean? So mm. I'd like to be there to watch that game. So I think it's going to be pretty special because I knew how special it was for us when we played our first game. So I know how special it's going to be when the Dolphins play their first game. Come. Um, on the, um, I'm not sure what day they're playing, but they're playing the Roosters. So Sunday, yeah. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. And Cri- right.
0: Christian Wolf's joining us after you, Mick, so we'll hit him up for tickets for you.
1: <laughs> Lovely boat, Christian, you know, and um, you know, we look at how much success he had the other day you know, with St. Helens, you know what I mean? But uh, some people go, oh, what's he doing in the St. Helens box? Well, he's been there for four or five years. He's had a lot of success. You know, and it's not as if they play in our competition. So I thought it was a really good touching moment because he's had a big influence on their success and he was in, in that box, you know, man, and um, did a wonderful, wonderful job, you know, to come over and beat our reigning premise, Penrith, and at home to say, to boot. You know, I mean, it was a really good performance. I'll
0: tell you one thing, looking at the, uh, the awards ceremony that night, the best thing you did was get rid of that beard. You wouldn't have wanted oh, I did, to have yeah. that. Well, that was
1: a long time ago. boys. I did that for charity last. Um, when I got rid of it, last March, I think raised twenty-five grand for for blood cancer, leukemia. That was a fantastic effort. Uh, but never again. I'm not having hair at any level <laughs> on my <the> face <laughs> or my head. But not that I like my face is fine. But my hair, yeah, it's, it's gone. It was a long time gone. But yeah, no, 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 never again. Like, I mean, I'd do it for another charity down the track, but not at the moment. No, my lovely wife would kill me if I to go and grow something again. But. So, and it's so much easier, so much easier. Mick, final
0: question. Are the Broncos a top eight side this year in the NRL?
1: Definitely, definitely. We've got to now be realistic. Um, a lot of our uh, Paddy Carrigan, Flegler, Payne Haas are around that 80-game mark now, so they're not young. Uh, they're not inexperienced. Then we come down to the next level, Cobo, Ezra Mann, Rhys Walsh. They're in that 30-40-game realm. So there's very few guys now that don't know what's expected of them what a, a good performance takes, um, and as a group, um, what their effort, um, their attitude has all got to be about. So there is no excuses anymore why we can't have success. I think we've got the talent. Um, we've got the roster. Um, they're young. They're experienced. They're enthusiastic. And I think this year I've seen a little bit difference of they really, really want it. You know what I mean? So they've taken, say, for instance, they all whinge about whether Kevy's a good coach or bad coach. I think they've taken that away from their thought process and say, Hey, this is us. We've got to do this as a group. If not, you know, we'll never be in this same situation again. Herbie going, Flegler going. So this team that's assembled right here, right now will never be together again. So they've got a wonderful opportunity as a, a a group to be successful this year and it's all on them. So let's hope that they start this week. It's not going to be, not going to be easy Friday night at Penrith at Blue Tongue Stadium. Always a pleasure, Mick.
0: Look, thanks for joining us. It's always great to catch up with you. And well done on this dual life membership. As you said, 30 years at the Brisbane Broncos. A lot of people cherish everything you've done, not just on the field, but obviously this very important work you're doing off it. Thank you, gentlemen. Much appreciated. And I will catch you soon. Thanks, Mick.